Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of the Have You Ever Played podcast. I'm Matt, aka Matt Fondude on Twitch, Twitter, and whatever other social media website you can find me at. And I'm with my uh, co-host James here, and James is going to introduce himself. Uh, yeah, I'm James, uh, James O4E, it's the letter O, number four, letter E, on Twitter, Instagram, and whatever other social media I feel like using on any given day. <laughs> Yeah, now we're this is the first episode of the podcast. Technically episode 0 uh just based on how we're going to be setting these episodes up. So I think it would be smart to take some time to explain the general idea and format of what we're going for with the HYEP almost hype podcast. Uh basically, we wanted it to be kind of this book club for games. So we're going to be taking games that we have played or maybe one of us has played um, and we're going to be revisiting them and talking about our experiences. Uh, so in this initial episode, we kind of want to talk about our memories of a game and today's game is going to be Portal 1 and we're going to be talking about our memories and anything we uh, think about when we talk about this game. And uh, in future episodes, we're going to try to go uh, chapter by chapter if it's a longer game or for this game we might be able to fi finish the whole game uh, in one sitting and we'll uh, be able to talk about our experiences as we go and uh, other episodes might include you know some topics episodes we might have some potential guests but you know we're feeling it out and uh, yeah just like how the developers were feeling out this first person puzzle shooter <laughs> yeah indeed so uh, let's talk a little bit about what Portal actually is for some of you that may not know it very well. Um, so P Portal is a puzzle platform game that was released on October 10th, 2007 by Valve. Um, the game puts players in the shoes of Chell, who must solve a series of puzzles given to her by an AI named GLaDOS uh, using a Portal gun. Um, and actually See, the team well, that worked on Portal, they to were... interrupt. Yeah. It could be GLaDOS. GLaDOS. Or GLaDOS. If you will, yes, there are there are mar multiple arguments that can be made about the um, about the organization of the name and what it truly means. <laughs> but yeah, so the team that worked on Portal was primarily made up of students from DigiPen Institute of Technology, uh, and they made a game called Narbacular Drop as their senior project. Um, and the game actually shared a lot of similarities with Portal, including the iconic Portal gun, uh, which makes Portal a sort of spiritual successor to it. Um, and an interesting fact about Narbacular Drop is the uh, the word Narbacular is not an actual word. They actually made up that word so that it would be easy to search. So nobody can tell you that you're pronouncing Narbacular incorrectly because it's not a word. Mm -hmm. There's no official yeah, pronunciation. Yeah, it's not part of the vernacular, Narbacular. Yeah. Uh, so the Narbacular vernacular. You said it's more as a spiritual successor, but is it <clears throat> basically like a prototype for what Portal would become later? Um. Yeah, you can sort of consider it that. Um. Yeah, so the nature of Narbacular Drop wasn't really like a... It, it obviously wasn't like a fully shipped game. Like it was a it's sort of indie thing. You know, they made their own... I guess you could call it a little studio, seeing as it was a senior project, so it wasn't like an official thing necessarily. But mm -hmm. yeah, you know, they kind of took the mechanic, lots of the mechanics from Narbacular Drop. Um, not so much the story aspect. The story for that game was... It, it was something. It had the <laughs> player playing as uh, Princess Noni's. Um, oh, because he was actually unable to jump, uh, not have sense. the knees required for uh, for vertical 
acceleration, we will say. And propulsion, um, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, Valve kind of saw the game, thought, you know, hey, this is cool. We want to, like, make a, a full, like, real game. You know, we'll, we'll fully back it, you know, join our team, and uh, yeah, let's let's make this work. Well, you yeah, see, really I think cool. that's the thing about Valve, right? It's like they'll take a concept or they'll take a mod or a game and they'll really put that special like touch on it that really just adds so much to a game. And I think in order to talk about Portal, you really have to talk about the orange box where it was yeah. included in. And I think that's kind of a large part of why people even played Portal in the first place or have heard about it because it was bundled in with, you know, one of the all-time like greatest games of all time, Half-Life 2 and yeah. uh, Team Fortress 2 and like all these just like fantastic games. And you're just like, oh, I'll, I'll just play Portal. I got this other game. And I think that just really contributed to its success. I mean, that's how I played Portal. Uh, I ended up getting the orange box pretty young. And uh, that's kind of when I got Steam as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember I got the orange box. I actually had it on Xbox 360. And I remember... Yeah, I remember like I first I first just played Team Fortress 2 and I'm like, wow, you know, this feels like it almost feels like I, I'm not supposed to be playing this on a controller. But it's like, you know, it's fun, but some, something felt a little bit off. And I remember I I tried Portal. I was I was awful at video games back then. Um, and I I think I got there was a certain point where I got stuck and I was like, I, I think I like made a portal on the ground and the and the ceiling like that thing where you keep going. And I didn't know how to get myself out. So I just quit. <laughs> you just turn the game off. You just turn yeah. off the Xbox. <laughs> it just starts overheating just red ring yeah oh god why did i why did i plug this in my console yeah the xbox's gpu just starts melting i cannot imagine playing any like valve game on a console like i know there's yeah. been ports uh, like even half-life 2 and half-life 1 oh. have had like ps1 and i think ps2 ports oh yeah but i think I actually the, yeah i played the csgo xbox 360 port once i didn't even know that they made that yeah it was it, it was something it, it, same feeling as team fortress 2 where it, like I, I felt like i'm not supposed to be doing this but also like it was just the whole game is isn't it's just not built around it like now, ev I everything think... just felt weird mm -hmm. i i think that the the servers are still actually online for tf2 on xbox because i think i've seen people play it and it's like a mm -hmm. weird time capsule because they don't have it's just all vanilla weapons there's no hats and yeah. in some ways, it's almost the purest way to play that game nowadays. <laughs> oh, that is man, pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, I actually remember when I... Um, so I first played TF2 on, on Xbox, obviously, but I, I switched to PC when it became free. Um, and I remember I started up the game, and I'm like, why are all these people using these weird weapons? Like, <laughs> what what's going on? <laughs> then I, re I realized, like, yeah, it was definitely a, a bizarre transition. Yeah, the, the free-to-play um, transition, that seems pretty late into TF2, actually. What was that, like 2010 or something like that? Yeah, it was like 2010. Yeah, that feels, that feels like there was a really long time uh, that you would have to buy the game. And that's the, the part yeah. of the orange box uh, where you would have, I don't know, you'd have to like buy it and then you'd get all these different games or whatever. Um, I actually remember now that I'm talking about the orange box, the only reason I ended up getting it was because of Gmod. And watching Gmod videos online mm -hmm. on YouTube, I would watch all the like idiot box and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, well, okay, I'll, I have to buy the orange box to get Half-Life to play Gmod. Oh, what are these other random games? Which, of course, became like some of my favorite games of all time. 
putting mm-hmm. like thousands of hours into TF2 and then like Portal, of course, which we're talking about. And um, honestly, I-, I liked Portal when it came out, like right when I played it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little hard. And also, I mean, it's a short game. And that's kind of yeah. why next episode will probably have already beaten the game. Uh, I think it's like a three hour game. And yeah, um, something like that, like super short. Yeah, especially if you, and, especially if you already know what you're doing. So, oh, yeah. Well, I don't remember. I have, last time I played the game was like 2013. I was looking at my steam. Yeah. Yeah. And like more more know what you're doing in the sense that not not me making portals to the to the to the ceiling and the floor and getting stuck. Oh, yeah. And um, having the wherewithal to continue playing and not turn off your computer at the first yes. sign of adversity. Yes, that'd be that'd be very helpful. It's a, yeah. it's a I, great tip. I almost can't imagine playing Portal nowadays without knowing about it. Like, just going in completely unaware of what you're about to get into. It just seems so, like, ubiquitous in, like, gaming. Like, the Portal yeah, gun. It just makes sense. Yeah. It's such a... Like, you... It's very hard to to know a decent amount about video games and not know about Portal. Yeah, and I, I think, I believe in the developer commentary, which they used to include in a lot of the Valve games. I think they might mm. still include it. Um, they just don't release that many games. Yeah, today. you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I believe they were talking a lot about how playtesters were getting confused on like who they were and like what was going on and all that. So that's why that first test chamber, uh, which I guess we'll see on Revisit, is designed in such a way where you see your character, you you only have access to one of the portal, uh, one of the portals on the portal gun, uh, mm-hmm. for a little bit. I, I think that's in the first game. Yeah, um, I, I believe that is that is the case. I think in the yeah. second game, I think you also have a mirror or something in the second game. Yeah, I think it's really important that you see yourself in the yeah. game, so you can kind of ground yourself in like what's going on. And I believe uh, they also had fall damage originally which was just like I mean, people or uh, there might have not been fall damage, but your character didn't have anything that showed that they took fall damage. So like there's the long fall boots now that shell wears, which is just like, okay, you don't take fall damage because you're wearing boots. But originally I think there was nothing and people were just like very confused. Um, but when they threw some boots on her, they're like, all right, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, she, she doesn't just have very strong legs. Yeah. Just like ve- never skipped a leg day in her life. You know, like they just they can just tank the entire impact of <laughs> of a plethora of seconds under gravity. Oh yeah, just going a hundred thousand miles an hour into like a concrete floor. Yeah. And being completely fine. Yeah, you know, just just shake it off. Yeah, but um speaking kind of to your first experiences with the game, do you remember what you thought of like, I guess the overall game like did you know in the moment you're playing something like oh this feels like it's a special kind of game with like the narrative and glados just you know like you kind of have that immediate valve touch that's kind of hard to describe mm-hmm. i think like um what people would describe as the valve touch is like I, I i think they keep it very simple not necessarily in the sense that like their games don't have complexity to it but you know they give you like they give you like a set of mechanics and the entire game encourages you to like um, re- really do something with them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's it's like the, the mechanics aren't just you do X to get Y. It's like you do X and you can get like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, like just depending on the situation. And I think yeah, that's like I... mm-hmm. that's what makes them really special. 
And I guess there's not a lot of spectacle in Portal outside of you have a portal gun. Like, they don't introduce too many mechanics to you. Uh, mm. They really just focus on introducing you to your basic mechanic and trying to come up with as many ways to utilize that portal gun as possible. And I, and I think that would be fun enough. Like, if you just had a puzzle game, like, uh, I mean, it's whatever. People might forget it. But I think just the narrative of the game and having... GLaDOS be there and it's just it's a funny game it's interesting yeah. there's like you're you're kind of engaged in the world of what's going on and I think that really like ties you in and I think we can look at games like uh, the recent Back for Blood versus Left for Dead and compare those directly because you know the same team kind of worked on them and mm -hmm. you play Left for Dead you have this whole rich tapestry of characters that are all super interesting and have their own thing going on and then you know Back for Blood I've played a little bit of that and it's like okay, we have gameplay spectacle and card systems and systems, but where's the heart of the characters, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. that's the thing Valve, I think, captures like better than any other studio. Yeah, I think what's what's very interesting about that is it's a really good way to make sure your game like like lasts a long time, so you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, fundamentally rework, rework much down the line. So, you know, it's like, pe people joke that Valve doesn't, uh, you know, do much. No, they don't release new games and stuff like that. Yeah, Some just, games just go Steam, patches, you know, like, one of yeah, the largest but... <laughs> systems for games. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's like the fact that games like TF2 still have such a loyal a loyal fan base, even though they don't necessarily get the attention that some other modern games would. I think that's really a testament to how good they are at just making like just a good game, like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And not to jump too far ahead, but speaking a little bit of Portal 2, because I... Portal 1 was out, and you could just buy it when I was playing it, and uh, I played it, really thought it was good, and Portal 2, on the other hand, was something I had to wait for to come out, so just, yeah. like, the hype surrounding a new Valve game is, like, this crazy amount of, like, hype, because they don't really release games that often, and there's yeah. just this huge, like, <clears throat> whole, like, undescribable amount of energy around those releases, and just, like... You, you know you're going to get something good unless it's a game called Artifact. But uh, <laughs> that was a uh, that, that's kind of modern Valve being like, all right, we're going to release a game and it's got to be this infinity money treadmill competitive kind of game. Um, yeah, in some ways. Artifact was weird. It was kind of I the way I think about it, I actually think it was a little uncharacteristic of Valve because they were kind of trying to get in on the card game thing. You know, I I give them a pass with that one generally, but you know, I think it's um when people talk about like the hype around Valve games, you know, it's it's trust, it's knowing that like if if they release something, they're confident it's going to be great because you know if you've ever like seen those interviews of like why they haven't released Half Life Three, right? It's like the expectations are crazy. They, it's not you, you know if they drop anything lower than the expectations, which are quite literally growing by by like the day, then it's. It, it's below their standard like you know they set their standard where the community sets their standard yeah i completely agree with that and i think the same thing with portal 3 and like if we're going to revisit a portal 3 in the future i, I think we'll probably get one it, it's kind of interesting valve uses the portal like ip whenever they have some sort of new tech demo they want to show off like mm -hmm. uh there's a ton of spin-offs like the bridge constructor game which isn't really a tech demo. That's more of a spin-off app. 
Um, and then recently on the Steam Deck, there's the whole Aperture Test Lab game where it just shows you how to use your Steam Deck. And that was kind of a cool re-dive into the Portal universe. And I, I believe they also, for their VR, uh, they also have like a Portal tech demo or something like that. They, they really, if they ever need to show something off, they use the, the Portal uh, a lot. And I think that's pretty cool. And um, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they revisit that franchise quite a bit for those little kind of mini uh, moments, more so than other franchises, or more so than other you know IPs that they have. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, it's definitely. I, I think part of it is one of their more like modern IPs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it like, you know, it's just getting its start in two thousand in two thousand seven. Um, I'm like. <laughs> If you really want to talk about like the latest like full new IP technically that they've released, you could argue Dota two, but that was, you know nobody Dota VR would just be a little bizarre. I feel like it's not a it's not it's not a universe you can just jump into necessarily like you can with Portal. Maybe we should get into your uh, history with Dota two a little <laughs> bit just for context for the the listeners at home. Um, uh, I think yes. we should, yeah. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big Dota fan. I have like um cutting off a little bit of hours from just having the game open. It's like six thousand hours. Um yeah, especially like during especially during like high school and college, I played that game a just a ton. Um wasn't wasn't always a good thing. Definitely yeah, was not I, always a good thing how much I played that game, but but yeah, I I love the game. It's a really good game. Yeah, I've given that game a chance. I've put like two hundred <laughs> hours into it. I'm awful uh not the kind of game for me but i think that kind of is gonna work in our favor in a way this is getting into a little bit of the podcast minutiae because you know this is the first episode we don't really know what the format's gonna be we're trying to like play things out and if you're listening this far thank you and we appreciate you um but yeah maybe we should get into a little bit about the kind of games we like to play and why we chose portal as a good medium between our interests because uh, I know personally, I, I like to play a lot of kind of indie games, a lot of like eclectic different uh, games. I'm all over the place. I can kind of talk about some games I've recently been playing. Um, I've been playing Omori, which is this really, really great like JRPG style uh, like RPG game. And I've been playing a ton of like JRPGs recently. Um, the Yakuza franchise just bouncing around playing lots of i mean i play a lot of random different games like i love the soul series uh any of those kind of games castlevania metroidvania stuff and um that's kind of like my world um and i think james kind of has a very different uh games list which he can go over uh yeah we we do have a bit of overlap with like dark souls and stuff like that but um for me you know obviously there's dota um also, really into Apex Legends, um, and I've been getting into roguelikes recently as well. You know, like I completed—I guess technically not completed because you have to beat it multiple times—but I beat Hades for the first time recently. Um, and I've actually been getting into Cult of the Lamb as well. Uh, that's a really cool game. Um, but yeah, generally, I think like I, le- I lean a lot more towards action games, but um, especially like for single-player stuff. But for multiplayer, I do get a little bit more into. I guess not like full strategy games, but, you know, like kind of hybrid strategy games, you know, like 
because obviously I'm not I'm not out here playing playing Starcraft or anything. It's not my it's not my personal personal preference. It's a bit there's a lot going on, but um, yeah, I think like as far as like balance, Dota's just about perfect for me. Apex Legends also has like a a decent amount of strategy to it. It's so funny though too, because it's just like I really don't like battle royale games that much, and I don't like uh like Dota styled games <laughs> like MOBAs and too. So I think we are kind of a good pairing of like a general taste of gaming, and I think mm-hmm. the format of Have you ever played will work well because we can really challenge each other on game genres we don't usually uh, play. And I think Portal was a really good pick for our first game because we are both familiar with it. And it's such a short game that like we can really experience it um, in a short amount of time and really get like dive into like every aspect of it. And I think it's one of those things like going back to that Valve Magic, it's just so nostalgic for anyone who mm. has played it and just holds like a very special place. And like it's just instantly like, oh, I would love to play Portal. Like I was talking to someone today about the podcast, a potential future guest, by the way, um, about the Ooh. podcast. And their immediate response is like, oh, I would love to jump in on that Portal 1 podcast. Like, I think if you've played video games, you've probably have played uh, a Portal. And yeah, yeah I think definitely. it's just a perfect first game. Yeah, I guess what's also interesting with the games that I like now is I'm a bit of a, a bit of a convert, I guess you could say. I used to be more into like, uh, like fighting games and like, obviously everybody plays, a, most people play like a little bit of first person shooter. So I did do that a little bit, but you know like MOBAs and BRs like I'm I'm even still not too crazy about BRs in general but Apex Legends like the concept of the game and the actual gameplay really really um caught my attention mm-hmm. um and then for Dota I actually remember sheesh this was like 2013 or 2014 that like um some some of my friends or some of our friends I guess uh got me into it uh mostly because it was free <laughs> yeah you know it's like i was they like you know, know if you're gonna get doing. me into a, if you're gonna get me into a new game you can't be asking me to pay that much like i'm not <laughs> yeah, go, i'm I'll not gonna about free yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna gamble my money i'm not gonna gamble my my 60 dollars on a game i might not even <laughs> like you know it's like when um i think it was battlefield 2042 that whatever oh, the, the newest one you know i remember everybody yeah. everybody was telling me like james you gotta get you gotta get the new battlefield i'm like I don't know. I've been looking at these reviews. I, I value my $60. That's not yeah, cheap. When I saw people swimming through the, the environment, just swimming through <laughs> rocks, I'm like, yeah, I'll pass this game. I, yeah. I think I'll, uh, I'll take the L. Uh, that could be an interesting, uh, that could be an interesting podcast in the future. Playing these single player game, uh, first person shooters, playing these single player campaigns from first person shooters. Ooh, I yeah. have not done a lot of that. Yeah. Like, um, battlefield three and like four had some, mm-hmm. They were interesting. It was it was like those games were interesting because it was it wasn't bad company, right? And that was mm-hmm. like Dice's main um, single player experience. You now Battlefield was previously just primarily multiplayer. So when they were when they're getting into the single player stuff, especially like more modern things, you know, they can't really base it around the like comedy like like Bad Company is. It was it was very interesting some of the things that they tried to go for, especially since it was much more grounded in reality than than call of duty maybe because you know they can't you can't just blow everything up all the time if you're trying to be realistic you know it's, it's yeah. consequences and stuff all right James. Like we'll, we'll save that for the 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 shooty mcshooty episode um but i think we're reaching a good point to maybe go into the next segment of the podcast something 
that I've been very passionate about and uh, am looking forward to the future of, and that would be the viewer mail segment. And because this is episode zero, uh, we technically don't have any viewer mail. So if you want to send us an email, please send us an email to the H-Y-E-P podcast at gmail.com. That's H-Y-E-P podcast at gmail.com. And you yep, know what, James? podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, the he-up, he-up podcast. <laughs> it's almost hype. Um, that's going to be a tagline later yeah. on. I'll put, put that on a t-shirt. The almost hype podcast. He-up. He-up. All right. <laughs> so I wrote some questions and if you want to pretend they're from people uh, i can give you fake names too so john wrote into the show and said what games would you like to cover on this show so james what games would you love to cover on this show Ooh, that is a good question um you know i think i need to get into more indie games just in general so you know i obviously (laughs) you're you're into those so i think it would come naturally maybe cover more of those in in the show but um yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the extent of my of my indie game experience is mostly roguelikes. You know, I would also like to get mm-hmm. out of that out of that uh, indie game genre. You know, see what else is really out there. Yeah, I would love. There's, I'm just thinking of it in terms of games. I would love to see you play, <laughs> which is just like I would. I kind of want to do like a. I, I want to somehow get an MMO into this format, which is like insane. Because like, how are you yeah. finish an MMO? But like, I feel like that could be a fun future thing, and mm. uh, I'm just thinking of other games where it's just like these weird kind of niche games, like uh, some like PSP Japan Studios games come to mind. Like yeah. I would be, like, there's a game called like uh, it's like the Badman series or something. It's called like uh, what did I ever do to deserve this, my lord? Like one through three or something like that. Mm. It's like this game where you control a dungeon and you like spawn mobs and have to like it's it's so hard to describe. But you basically yeah. like are you're you're the the villain in a JRPG sort of. It's really cool, oh. and I think doesn't get enough uh, credit. And there's so many like like niche games like that, especially on the PSP that like no one's played. Like Ape Escape, uh, Ape Escape. There's like an RPG called Ape Quest. It's like a JRPG where you play as an ape. It's so weird. It's just like imagine cartoony Ape Escape graphics but mixed with, like, hyper-realistic, generic JRPG, like, Unity models that you fight. And also with Mario Party minigames and, like, random scenarios. It's so weird. Yeah, that is is definitely a lot of stuff. You know, I had a... I actually had a PSP, but I only Mm. played the normie stuff. You know, I played some... It was like a Dragon Ball Z fighting game. I forget exactly what it was. Probably like like a Budokai kind of game? Yeah, it was like one of the Budokais. I remember, like, the story mode. It was like there was one island and it was like a semi-open world. It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And like not to confuse our uh, fans from the UK, that would be Dragon Ball Z. For any, uh, <laughs> Dragon any of our Ball fans. Z. Yeah. Um, all right, moving swiftly on, uh, Joey Jojo asks, uh, what's your earliest gaming memory? Uh, I can go first for this one. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> when I was really young, like in preschool, we had a PS2 and a GameCube. And um, so I have an older brother, and then I have a an even older stepbrother, and those both belong to him. Mm-hmm. So I remember uh, they played, they played like Jack and Daxter, um, Dragon Ball Budokai 3, I believe. Um, 
it was some Naruto game on GameCube. I can't remember. It was it was a two. It wasn't the first one. It was two. Um, and I remember like watching them play. They did the classic like, you know, yeah, you're playing even though the controller isn't plugged in thing. Um, <laughs> oh, and then eventually, just... eventually, they did let me play the little brother mode. Yeah, the little brother mode. Uh, it was very interesting when they're playing playing single player games. And I <laughs> I I did some I'm mental helping. gymnastics. Yeah, I did some mental gymnastics to to make it to make myself feel like I was actually playing a video game. Yeah, see that coin in Mario? That's you. Yeah. Press A to spin. I'm helping. <laughs> yeah, definitely helping. Yeah. I um I feel like my gaming memory is kind of interesting because my first video game that i really played was on the nes and that's mario one and mario three and like duck hunt like those games and Mm -hmm. that was just because we had an nes that was like given to us by some relation in the family they just like left it at our house i don't remember exactly how we got it um but if you ever have used an nes you'll know that they are a pain in the ass to set up you need to like uh, it depends well depending on your cable setup the way i had it we had to plug it into our cable box basically and like unscrew things and like screw things together and it was it was annoying to set up and i'm playing mario 3 at age like three probably and it's just like it's not happening like it that game is so tough like even now um yeah so i'm playing these like super hard games and eventually um i would get the uh ps2 as my own like first console or whatever and the first game I buy for PS2 is actually a PS1 game called Rayman 1, which actually that's a game that I will uh, talk about on this podcast for sure. And you will definitely yeah, play. Rayman. Uh, that game is really hard as well. So picture mm-hmm. child me like crying into an NES pad playing Mario 3 and then booting up like I got my own game for kids. It's like putting on Rayman 1, this like yeah. notoriously hard like platforming game. That's like almost unfinished in its difficulty. And I literally just remember like trying to beat the first boss and then just like crying and like falling yeah. asleep behind a chair. It's like it's like the kid version of Dark Souls. Oh, yeah. No. It, yeah. It's like the Dark Souls of, of platforming. Of <laughs> the French Dark Souls of platformers. Yeah. Oh, my God. Now that. Yeah. Just like hard games early on. Maybe that's why I like certain hard, I guess, considered games. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess what genre this is this is from uh Steven Steven fake name. Um Steven fake name. That's yes. It's kind of weird how his name is that and he's also yeah. not a real person. It's very bizarre. Uh, so he asks, "What game genre have you not really played that much?" And I think we talked Ooh. about this a little bit earlier. Um so for me I actually, I actually slayed this beast recently. I got into one of these um, 4X games. I, I oh yeah, I, I like recent. I recently um, played Endless Space Two. Actually, um, so not to interrupt, like, but can you uh, further explain what a 4X game is? I, I've heard the term, but I kind of forget. Oh God, I need or to give examples of yeah, like, like it's like a games. like civilization the civilization games Stellaris. Um, Age of Wonders, stuff like that. Um, so the four X is actually um, explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. Okay. Um, and so yeah, they're generally in the, like the it's a subgenre of uh, of strategy games, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I remember I played. So one of my friends got me to play Endless Space Two, and it it was like 
It was weird because it would just drop me in some random place in like in a galaxy and say like, yeah, yeah, make, make it work. That would be and the endless like, space, the titular yeah. endless space. Oh, yeah. They, they put me in this in some sort of endless space. Yeah. I mean, you get what you you get what you buy in that game. Yeah. Um, I remember I played I played Cravers, which is like this. Uh, it's like alien uh, alien like disease race or something like they like they like infected planets and stuff. And they were all about all about war. Like, you know, you just find a planet, you just declare war on them. You don't do any any sort of politics or anything like that. And it was <laughs> it was great. Didn't have to didn't have to think very hard. Yeah, I, I can't say that I have played many 4X games, or as I refer to them uh, as just maps, just looking at maps uh, a lot yeah. of times. Um, I know a lot of our friends are very into those games. Um, yeah. I would say probably my genre would maybe be racing or uh, real-time strategy. I have not played really a lot of either of those. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could get into racing games if I had a wheel and like pedal setup, like the full like setup. And oh like yeah, VR. definitely. Like I think that would be a lot of fun. I just don't want to play with like a controller or like a keyboard. I just don't think like that, same thing with simulation. Like I, I think I would really like to play like a flight sim with like the full control scheme. You know what I mean? Yeah, with an actual plane. Yes, with an actual. I, I would like to have a VR headset on while I'm flying a Boeing. Right, and and then just like wow, this is so realistic. Yeah, you know, all, all these people are sitting behind me, promising it's not real. So like, if I make a mistake and crash, you know, everything's fine. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that threw me off. I I had I had this whole train of thought. I felt like I was doing pretty well, just keeping it together. <laughs> just that threw me so <laughs> through a loop. Oh man. Yeah. Th- those are pretty. I think those are probably my very least played. Although there's, I'm sure there's stuff that I can't even think of that it's just like I haven't really played. Um, yeah, anything played. that makes me use my brain too hard, you know? Yeah, I haven't played racing games or anything like that in a while. I played some when I was younger because like my uncle, my uncle had an Xbox, and that was like one of like the original Xbox, and that was one of the few. That was one of the few games that he had, and I remember like mm-hmm. I saw him playing it, and like he just let me like hop on. It was really weird. Like it, I think it was we're, like... we're going to have a big conversation about early consoles because I never have owned an Xbox in my entire life. I've only had yeah. PlayStation consoles and Nintendo consoles. And I think there will be a, a talking point there. Uh, I'm assuming you are probably fond of Halo from playing it. Yes. Um, <clears throat> actually, the funny thing about that is, so I didn't have an, I didn't actually own my own like original Xbox, I did get an Xbox 360 in like 2009 or something. So technically, the first Halo game I actually played was Halo 3. Um, I went back and played Halo 1 and 2 with the Master Chief collection, but it was weird. You know, I just kind of hopped into Halo 3 and I'm like, wow, yeah, this is happening. I'm not going to ask any questions. This is cool. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I think that's probably good for this first episode. And you know what? I'm proud of us. We made it through it. We did it. I think we did a pretty okay job. And if you're listening this far, hello. Thank you for listening to our hello. episode zero of the podcast. I'm sure there's many things we can improve on. Uh, please let us know in whatever comment form you can comment on. This will probably be on the YouTube at some point, and then I will be sending it onto everywhere you can get podcasts. So like Spotify, etc. That's where I get my podcasts. Yes, sir. Um, 
but yeah, I think this has been pretty good. I am been Matt Fondude on every social media platform. Uh, check me out on Twitter. Check me out on Twitch. Most importantly, I'll be streaming, probably be streaming Portal 1. I'm going to be trying to stream each of these games that we have been discussing. And uh, you can get some extra thoughts there before our next episode. And uh, James, do you want to plug anything? Do you want to plug any of your social media? Um, yeah, it's just James O4E, the letter O, the number four, and the letter E on uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch, if I ever want to stream, YouTube. Uh, insert insert social media platform here, and it's probably it's probably my name. All right, and that's it. We're signing off. Goodbye. Goodbye.